0: This is Real Talk with Brendan Bardic, where we'll be talking about the latest real estate strategies, scripts, top producing techniques, and everything you're going to want to know about how to be an elite real estate agent or real estate coach, or just a great business person. Hi, my name is Brendan Bartick with Brendan Bartick Real Estate Coaching, where our mission is to train the most elite real estate agents and coaches on earth. Today, we're going to be diving into the inspection objection, right? So for most of us, uh, you know, professional real estate agents, this is one of those situations where we can either be a hero or be a zero in the eyes of our client. This is where we can destroy a deal and and, and put it to bed right there, or we can have a smooth transaction moving forward. Now, to understand the inspection objection, the first part is, is we have to understand the psychology that there's multiple different people involved and the psychology that each one of them has a different mindset for what they think is success. You've got the seller who wants to do very little or nothing to the property because they don't want you know to lose any money on, on the repairs or any of the items. You've got the buyer who usually wants everything done, wants a brand new house when this is all said and done. And then you've got the buyer's agent Right? If you're on the listing side, who has their ideas of what they think the buyer really wants and needs and, and what they need for them. And then you have yourself as the listing agent. I'm going to talk about two things today, you as the listing agent and you as the buyer's agent. Um, and then you have yourself on what you're trying to get them to, which is a successful resolution. All right. So what I'm going to give you today is some pro tips, some things that I've learned from selling thousands of homes. Uh, I'm still out there in the streets every day doing the exact same thing, and that have made it so much easier for me to look uh, not only look like a hero when this is all said and done, but to make sure that I'm getting, I'm doing everything I can for either my buyers or my sellers to get them what they really want, which is to move forward and purchase the home. All right. Remember. Your role is to get them to be able to all parties to move forward on a resolution so they can sell the home and the buyer can buy the home, all right? Now, we get in our heads a lot where it's like I've got to go to bat for my buyer, I've got to go I've I've got to get this amazing deal for my seller, all of this stuff. No, there's nowhere in your fiduciary duties in any state that I've ever worked in or no, that I've ever helped people uh, sell real estate in. But it says that you have to get the best deal on the inspection objection. If you're in a state that has that, please point it out to me. I'd love to hear. Your role in this is to represent your buyer and your seller with the utmost interest to get them what they want, which is to buy the home or sell the home. All right. So now the, the first pro tip I'm going to give you is this is mostly taken care of with the correct setup. So when I'm the listing specialist, I'm going to receive the buyer's inspection objection, a number of things that they're requesting that they want to have done, that they want the seller to take it care of uh, for them to be able to move forward. Now, the first thing that I do is I always coach the buyer agent that I'm working with. And when I say coach, I do. I talk to the buyer specialist on the other end from whatever company they're at. And I say, hey, look, uh, I know you guys have the inspection coming up. Um, again, just want to make sure that you, we're on the same page, that you're trying to make sure that the clients that you have are focusing on two things. Things that are physically broken, physically broken, or that are a health and safety concern health and safety concern those are the two main things that we're going to be focused on right we're not looking at cosmetics we're not looking at oh my gosh the paint's got some chips it's got all that so other agent you know sally if we can make sure that you're having them focus on that because you don't know what the other experience level of that agent is and and don't you know don't worry if they think they're going to take offense and like oh that agent's been selling 20 years Let's get on the same page so we're getting into this situation where we can kind of get their mindset on what we're going to be talking about. And if they, get, if they get upset, they're like, hey, look, Susie, I know your goal is to get your buyers to the finish line and buy this home, correct? What are they going to say? No. Of course, they're going to say, yes, that's the same goal that I have for my sellers. So me and you, Susie, we share the same goal. I just want to make sure that we're doing the prep work ahead of time for us both to get there. Does that sound fair? Okay, it works. Now, the second thing, so they go and do the inspection. They come back. They have 25 items that they're requesting, right? A lot of them aren't things that are physically broken. A lot of them aren't things that are health and safety. There's all kind of cosmetic stuff on there and all of these crazy things. The more communication you have with the buyer's agent, the more that you can get things done ahead of time before you go and present this to your seller. So you might go back and go, look, Susie, hey, I appreciate that you submitted this. But boy, if I present this to my sellers, they're going to freak out. They're going to come back with nothing. So what are the main things on here you're trying to accomplish? Because again, I can just tell you that more than likely this isn't going to work. Right? So you kind of get their, their hot buttons and they go, you know what? Yeah, my buyers wanted me to put, I hear this all the time. My buyers wanted me to put everything on there, but what they're most concerned about is A, B, and C. All right. So now I just took a list of 20 and brought it down to three items that I know is what they're really, really set and focused on, all right? Now, now that I've got that, I know what I can go into. I'm going to send an email to my clients, and this is very specific on how you need to do this. I'm going to send an email that has the inspection objection, the actual report, Uh, so the inspection objection that they're requesting the items on the actual inspection report any reports that came with it so radon you know uh uh, mold um termite whatever it might be and in your area it might vary different or whatever it is but i'm going to have a copy of every report that supports those items all right now when i submit this to the seller i'm going to say please find buyers inspection objection inspection report and at this point, there's a very canned email that we offer in our course that says, states very simply a couple of things. Number one, uh, Mr. Seller, the, our, you know, John, the buyers have completed all of their inspections and have submitted their inspection resolution, which I have provided below, if it's a link or I have attached, if it's a PDF that I have, a, I have provided. At this point, we have several options for you to select on how you would like to move forward. Number one. Repair all items and move forward to a successful closing. That's number one. Number two, provide a concession, a cash amount in lieu of all items, and move forward to a successful closing. Well, I'll submit to the buyer's agents to see if they'll accept and move forward to a a successful closing. Number three, provide a combination of repairs and concession for all items. And move forward to a successful closing. Number four, reject the inspection objection. Buyers will terminate and not move forward to a successful closing. So those are the four options that they have. And I at the bottom I go I have uh, so at the bottom you're going to send this email at least three to four hours before you're going to speak to them. So at the bottom of this email you're going to say John. Uh, I have availability to discuss this in detail with you today at 4 o'clock, right? And you maybe give them two times. Today at 4 would 6 p.m. tonight be better for you if you're sending it at like noon, all right? If you're sending it at 9 a.m., you could do 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. The reason that is such a critical piece of this, and it is critical, is that because that waiting time allows the seller to cool down? Because the first thing that we know of seller psychology is they're going to take offense when they see that inspection report, and they're like, "Oh, what are you kidding me? I'm not going to freaking do what the you know no, I want them to take a second, you know, first go through that that range of emotions. They're going to be like ah, and then ah, and then and then fine, right? So give them that time. I see agents all the time where you send the inspection objection over, you call them up right now, and you go, look, oh, John, I can't believe they asked for all of these things. Oh, my gosh, I get it. This is ridiculous. And what you feel percolates to them and then makes them feel that similar way. So I've sent the email. I've gotten confirmation of when I'm going to speak with the seller, and I'm going to call up the seller and discuss with them, right, the basically the four options. So, hey, John, you got the email? So you had a chance to review it? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, and we're, we're not really happy about it. I completely understand. And you had a chance to review all four of the options that I provided in the email and how we can proceed to move forward to a successful resolution? Yeah, yeah, we saw them. We saw those options. Okay, so John, at this point, what would you like to do? That's it. John, at this point, what would you like to do? Well, you know, I I don't really want to do anything. Okay, I can understand that. So, John, then if you don't want to do anything, do you want to terminate the agreement and not move forward to a successful closing? Put this back on the market, put it in front of another buyer who could have even more inspection items and come right back here to, to this point again? Well, no, 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 we don't want to do that. Okay, all right. So let's talk about it, John. So, so looking at all of the items the easiest way to resolve this would be to provide a concession in lieu of all of the items right so looking at these all of these items taking a look at the dollar amount i've already calculated an amount that would cover most of these items and that number is x amount so right now to make this all go away and us to move forward to a successful closing would you be open to offering that amount well, no, no, that's a crazy amount. Okay, all right. All right, so what number would you feel comfortable with? Okay, let them give their number, all Right Now, you've got them at least progressing, moving forward of saying, yeah, this makes sense to get us to, res- to the resolution, all right? Now, if you want to have them do the repairs. The reason I don't like to do repairs as much as I do a concession is because there's a lot that can go wrong with a seller taking care of repairs, It's never as good as what the buyers are expecting it to be. Your seller forgets to use a a, a licensed contractor. You then have to go find them licensed contractors. There's a whole madness of stuff that has to go on there. And then everything has to be right on the day of or the day before closing in a final walkthrough. No, that's stressful as all get out. What I would much rather have, right? And I think as you much rather have is a cash amount. That's great. The buyers are in control of taking care of the repairs however they want. And then you're going to work on explaining to the buyer's agent why that makes the most sense. Now, now, that doesn't work every time. Sometimes the buyers go, no, we need this done before we move in. And this is where the negotiation comes in. But again, it's still just going back to a win-win situation. Now, I have sellers all the time that go, well, Brendan, this is ridiculous. I always switch it back and I go, John, think about this. If I was representing you as the buyer's agent and we were going to look at homes right now, Wouldn't you want, when we were buying your new home, these items to be repaired before you moved into it? Right? And they always go, yes, yeah, yeah, I guess I would. Of course, right? You've got to strip them away from being defensive and put them in the shoes of the buyer and make sure that they understand that the buyer is just asking for what the inspector told them was wrong. They get very personal, right? They're like, the buyer wants to, you know, they're trying to screw me over. No, it's not the case. It's, again, what the inspector has told them was wrong with the property. Now, then I try to get my sellers, if they still don't want to do anything, let's focus on the things that are physically broken and the things that are actually a health and safety issue. Because usually if I can get them to agree to those two two items, those two types of items, then I can go back to the buyer's agent and explain all of those items and make sure that they have a great understanding of how to work, you know, work through that with their buyer and a little bit of coaching there. All right. So so again, the setup, the consultation, and then get to a win-win for all parties that you can go back and provide a resolution to the buyer. Now, when I go back to buyers, I always go back and, and this is where people get a little bit confused as well. I always go back in writing. So I'll go back with my resolution offer signed by my seller I submit that over to the agent first, then call the agent and explain. A lot of agents go, why wouldn't I just call the agent and try to negotiate with them? I wanna get my resolution offer in writing in front of them because again, if it's in front of them and they put it in front of their buyers, their buyers could just sign it and we're moving forward. You let the agent go back and talk to the actual buyer and things could get a little squirrely, a little weird, you know, you know, you know who knows what they're gonna to say to them and all this funny stuff. Right. So that's the real reason we want to dial this in is it's sitting there. Things are time sensitive. You either accept it or not. Now they could come back and counter that resolution. Right. They could definitely come back and counter that resolution. And, and you know then you go back to your seller and you come back with another written resolution for them to sign. But this is a very important piece on how to structure it. And it'll save you a lot of time. I guarantee that. So now they've been presented with your resolution, they go ahead and accept it, you go back to your seller. Now the other reason for the four options that we had in there was at any given time did you actually physically tell the seller what you think they should do? No. You never told them. You came from a place of being a consultant on what can get them to the finish line so they can actually have a successful closing. You didn't, now, if they ask you, what do you think we should do, Brendan? Well, the, the number one thing is if you do everything, you can guarantee that you're moving forward to a successful closing. Anything you do lesser of that means there's a lot more risk that increases. So everything we do that we don't include for what we're going to take care of for the buyer is that much higher of a chance that they're not going to move forward. All right. So that's the way you have to explain it to them. Stay out of the, the trigger words. I think, I recommend, in my opinion, no. Here's what we know. If you do everything you're going to move forward you do anything less of everything there's a risk that they won't move forward and they'll cancel the agreement so john what would you like to do well do you think we're okay with just offering thousand dollars well the items easily add up to over five thousand dollars so john if we offer a thousand then there's a high risk that they're going to say no to that and move forward to another property do you want to lose this qualified buyer and deal with this entire process again over four thousand dollars That's your risk, you know, that's your choice to make, John, but it's a risk I wouldn't be willing to take, right? So these are things, and we have, you know, we practice this in our scripts and our objections and all of that, and you got to get comfortable doing it. This is practiced, right? This is why it sounds, you know, very, very comfortable. And also, last pro tip that I'll give you on the seller side is anytime we're talking about something that's sensitive, money-related, you have to drop that tonality down. You have to almost whisper because people will be a lot calmer if you're calm. If you're talking to them, you're like, yeah, I can't believe they asked for a whole brand new roof. Right, yeah, you know, I'm just as mad, John. Are you kidding me? Your roof is fine. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to go. R-r-r-r. You want them to go from here to here. That's what your job is in this, is to keep people level-headed, including that buyer's agent on the other end, right? So... So remember in recapping this, okay, you gotta understand the psychology, it's very, very important, everybody involved. Pre-call the buyer agent to make sure that you're prepping them before the inspection ever happens on what they should be focused on, which is health and safety and things that are physically broken. Number two, make sure you have the prep email set up with the cooling period of time to allow that seller to woosah and come back down, right? Give them that ability of time number three make sure that you're always providing a drafted resolution back to the buyer's agent for them to be able to provide to their clients so hopefully they can move forward and then the last thing to remember is always try to go for a concession versus repairs concession always versus physical repairs it'll save you time headache all parties being upset And it's just easier to deal with a monetary amount. Now you can also throw in there, you know, home inspect or home warranty. You can do certain things like that. But again, you wanna stay away from physical, actual repairs. right so that was everything on the listing side i'm going to be doing another video which you can click and subscribe right here that'll have if every single thing you're going to want to learn on how to do this when you have the buyer and how to set expectations with the buyer and set expectations with the listing agent so so again this was all about how to have a successful seller uh, uh inspection objection resolution process And I know it works. I've used it hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times. And I learned and learned over the years, you know, how to make it a little bit, just, just again, you want to be the hero in this and the consultant, not what you think or what you want to push upon them. All right. You do these techniques. I guarantee you, you're going to, you're going to enjoy this process a lot better and have a lot more deals stick together. So, Hope that was helpful. If you liked it, hit the like button. It always you know, lets me know that you actually care. Hit the subscribe button so you can get all of our great information. And as always, I wish you great success.